Welcome to the Brand Builders Love Podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, business coach, author, speaker, and the creator of Brand Builders Academy and the Amplify Accelerator. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to become a bold and powerful voice in your industry. Hey gorgeous, hope you're doing well. Happy New Year! If you're listening to this when this is published, Happy New Year. It is the first episode off the rank for 2022 and I'm excited to share it with you. I actually think it's a really good episode to start the new year. We are still in the best of for 2021 because I am still on holidays and I am setting all of this up uh, in November 2021 (laughs) because I'm that organized. I was very excited to get all the podcast episodes sorted and off to my VA so that we can start afresh when I'm back on board in the next week or two. So that's exciting and I hope that you have had a relaxing Christmas and break, whatever you've been doing. I hope the weather's been good wherever you are Uh, and yes, I just joy and bliss for having a proper break and holiday and getting away. So that is always nice. But listen, today I'm excited to reshare. It is one of my favorite episodes. And obviously, based on the number of downloads, it's one of yours too. And this episode is The Art of Manifestation with Sandy Forster. And it is I talk about the practical girl's guide to manifestation and the word manifestation just means to make real. So I love the way that Sandy talks about it. I love the steps that she gives for you to manifest what you want, for you to make your goals, your desires, what you want real. And she gives some great tips as well as sharing her story. So Enjoy wherever you are. Hopefully you're sitting somewhere in the sun, relaxing and listening to this podcast episode. But listen, I'm not going to yammer on anymore. Let's dive in. But listen, I'm super excited to introduce you to this week's podcast guest. Sandy Forster is an international millionaire mindset speaker, mentor, best-selling author, and multi-award winning business owner. She's won over eight international business awards, including 2010 Business of the Year in Australia and Best Overall Company of the Year in the International Awards for Women in Business in New York, and in 2008 International Mentor of the Year. Over 5 million people have seen, read and heard Sandy's coaching advice and she's recognized as one of the world's leading money mindset coaches and has been called Oprah's Aussie Secret. There you go. So I'm super excited to share this interview with you. If you want to watch the video, then just head over to the show notes, which is suzechadwick.com forward slash pod one five zero and you can check the video out there. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Sandy, welcome to the Brand Builders Love podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I know. I'm really glad that you're here. I feel like I'm starting a lot of my interviews with this, which is we met through Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think uh, you were in a room and you were asking questions and then I kind of went and looked at your bio and then we decided to run a room together. And as I said to you, I have known about manifestation for a long time, but I've probably not really put it into practice as much as I would like to. And I know that this is your wheelhouse, your jam, and you've got an incredible story. And so I really wanted to get you on the podcast to share all of your goodies with us. I would love to share. There's nothing that I love more than inspiring other women to really understand that anything is possible because I look at where I started, which was way behind where most people are. So I met a boy in high school. We went out for about 11 years. We got married. Uh, I had a three-year-old and a six-month-old and we divorced. And suddenly the thing that was kind of my hobby. So I, I loved exercising. I loved the beach. And so I used to love buying lycra. I loved sewing. So I'd make myself some, you know, bikinis and leotards. And next thing it turned into this 
it really was just a hobby business. So I would buy all this gorgeous lycra and I'd sew all winter. I'd find an empty store down by the beach in summer and I would go and sell that stuff. And, you know, my, my um, husband, he had a building business, so it was really just money that we would occasionally go on a holiday or buy furniture for the home or put in a swimming pool or landscape to garden. But suddenly, after we divorced, that income had to be my entire income and it had to pay for everything. And it wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. So I ended up on welfare. So I was receiving, so I was getting some money from my so-called business, but it was really just paying the electricity, paying for petrol for the car, and really that was kind of it. Mm -hmm. And so then I was receiving money from the government and um, it was about $15,000 a year, and that's Australian dollars. So anyone overseas, that's about 7500 US dollars wow. an entire year. Yeah, it was just pitiful. <laughs> Um, but I guess they don't want you to stay on welfare. But, you know, it, it was a really, really scary place to be because for me personally, I, when I left school, I didn't have any huge dreams. Like I didn't have, I didn't want to build an empire. I didn't want to be a business person. I just wanted to go down the beach. Like seriously, that was my whole goal <laughs> in life. I love <laughs> Living it. on the Sunshine Coast, it was like, a, just get me to the beach. Yeah. Um, so, so I didn't have all these big dreams. So I, as I said, I just fell into this business and I just got further and further into debt. The bank gave me an overdraft and so I borrowed more money and I ended up $100,000 in debt and on welfare and it was not good. I was just, I think more than anything, I was um, embarrassed and ashamed because I felt like everyone else had the secret to money. Everyone else understood how to handle it and how to spend it and how to save it and how to invest it how to make it and I knew none of that like mm -hmm. I just did not have it handled and I was really really I was scared I was embarrassed I was frustrated I was angry I was like all the negative emotions around me yeah. that was me it was just like really not good but so I kind of struggled along for many years in that place and then hallelujah thank goodness I discovered the law of attraction so when I discovered the law of attraction as I said $100,000 in debt and on welfare. I'm getting red letters from everyone saying, you owe us money. We're going to send you to the collection agency. I was just completely freaking out. And discovering the law of attraction to me, even though my logical mind at the time, because this is way before the secret, way before everyone knew what it was, people thought it was something to do with dating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when I discovered the law of attraction, to me it just was such a relief rather than focusing on my situation where I was no money really struggling being able to take time every day and I just like I did it every day I dived into it uh, visualizing my life as a millionaire affirming what I you know my life as a millionaire feeling what it'd be like to be a millionaire imagining all the things that I would do and be and have when I was a millionaire that just took me away from my my circumstances and it was such a sweet relief that I think I spent a lot of time in that place like whenever I could I'd listen to a guided visualization I'd be writing out my affirmations I had them stuck all around the wall like I was completely into it big time and so when you say that you discovered it how mm -hmm. did you discover it okay so I was I knew I had to close my business because it was just not going anywhere so I somehow I saw this ad for this person who was like a hypnotist, but also like a, I think he was kind of career person as well. And I just thought, look, I'll go along to him and see what can happen. So I had this session with him. I don't know if he hypnotized me or if I was just chilling on the lounge. I have no idea. But at the end of it, he said, what came up for you? And I said, well, the only thing that I really love is personal development. And I am never going to speak in front of people and I am never going to write a book so that's just out so I left there thinking nah that I'm still in the same place I have no idea what I'm going to do yet within about two weeks I saw a little inch by inch tiny little ad in the newspaper and some words totally jumped out at me and they were um, work ethic make money and personal development and it was basically marketing a personal development course 
And it was through um, direct sales, through like network marketing. Mm. But I fell in love with the course because it was based on the law of attraction. And it was my first introduction because prior to that, I totally understood about positive thinking. Like I, I knew about positive thinking. I'd read enough books to know that you have to think positive. But I didn't actually understand that there was something more at play than just thinking positive and that we could use quantum science, quantum physics, as well as, you know, rewire our brain to really create and attract a life that we truly wanted. So mm. it, it blew my mind being able to, you know, understand that we actually had the power to change things. Because prior to that, I was reading all the books everyone else was reading when it came to wealth creation. I was going to the wealth creation seminars. I was, you know, doing all the things that everyone else was doing. But you know, the money that I received from my property settlement, which was about, I think about $180,000, which seemed like, like I felt like a millionaire mm. when I got that money. So when I got that money, I had to pay the solicitor, the lawyer back, and that was about $30,000. Then I had to buy my car back, which I had been given for Mother's Day. So that was about another $20,000. So with the money I had left, I thought, okay, you know, I'll put it into, and I, I, bought a, um, a house, I put some money into sh sh stocks, shares, I, but basically every practical thing I did didn't work. So I ended up selling the house at a loss. Um, the network marketing company I joined folded. I put some money into investment and it went nowhere, put some money into shares and stocks and they plummeted. Um, I put some money into a business and it just went like literally every practical mm. step I took did nothing. So when I discovered the law of attraction, it was like, okay, this is the missing piece. This is the piece that I need because I'm doing the practical stuff. So it's my mindset that is just, you know, really sabotaging myself. So that's why I, I really dived into it and I just loved it. I fell in love with it. I applied it every day. It, that was my happy place. And um, long story short, I went from welfare to millionaire by doing exactly that. Amazing. And so <laughs> let's dive into that a bit. And so take us through, so you've now discovered it, all of this stuff has happened that's not great. And so what did you start doing? You kind of mentioned a little bit, so imagining, visualising, all of that sort of thing. And so how did you start to kind of come out of that welfare place and what happened along the way? Okay, so obviously I had this course, this, this personal development course based on the law of attraction that I started marketing because I felt so much in love with it and it was direct sales. So I started telling other people about it and I started to attract money into my life that way. And I remember I remember um, going to a seminar, like most network marketing companies have trainings and you go to seminars and they teach you how to build a business because obviously the more successful you are the more successful the company is so I remember sitting at the training and we were told during the training go home or not home go back to your hotel room tonight and write a list of what you do from the time you wake up to when you go to bed because to be able to improve you need to know where you're at and I remember writing my list down because uh, probably about, I don't know, six months, seven months earlier, I'd written, done exactly the same, written a list. Like I get up in the morning and I go for a walk down the beach and come back, do some yoga, take the kids to school, come back home, read a little bit about personal development. I share the information with someone. I, you know, it was all based around things that made me a better person. So I went back to the hotel room that night and I wrote the list of what I did. And it was get up in the morning, go down for a, a walk down the beach, do some yoga, come back home, read some of the material that I market, reach out to people, tell them about it. It was like I just had chills. I started crying in my hotel room thinking, oh, my gosh, I am actually living the life that I had written down previously, saying to someone at the time, because I wrote it all down and said to someone, well, I'm never going to be able to do this because I'll never make any money. But here I was living that life. And the product that I was marketing was allowing me to make tens of thousands of dollars every month. And I was just like, it blew me away. So yeah. I guess in that moment, I realized I really do have the ability to create whatever I want. So that was kind of a starting point. However, everything went south after that, because the person who owned the global rights to the company, global marketing rights to the company, had a dispute with the printer and said, hang on a minute, you didn't print our books and, you know, the, the packaging properly. We're not going to pay you until you reprint. And the printer said, well, 
I'm not going to print it until you pay me for the first lot. And so they were in this deadlock mm. for, you know, weeks, months. It ended up being about seven or eight months. Now, if you let me tell you, if you are in a direct sales business and you don't have a product to sell for seven or eight months, mm. it just goes kaput. Like everyone in the organisation, it just, it just went down the tube. So then I was back to, oh. But I actually went to a seminar during that time and in the break they talked about, um, you know, go out in the break and you can learn about life coaching. We need some coaches. And it was like my ears went, hmm, what's that? And I like to know everything. So I went out in the break and I sat there and they talked about this thing called life coaching. And I'm thinking, hmm, that's interesting. And they How long about, ago was this, Sandy? Oh, this was in t- probably 2000 and 2000. Okay. So that's 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Before anyone even knew what a life coach was. Yeah. So I went out, found out what it was and thought, oh, my gosh, you can work from home. You can choose your own hours. You can do it all over the phone. You don't even have to see anyone in person. Hallelujah for my introverted self. I love that idea. Um and you could make as much money as you want. And it was working in the personal development industry. It was like, yes. So anyway, they didn't want any coaches in Australia. So I thought, hmm. But I came back to Australia and the person who had been a facilitator at for the, the company that's, that um, we were marketing around mm. personal development previously started a life coach training company in Australia. So I went through that first intake. I felt sick to the stomach the whole time. I felt like, who am I to be a coach? My life is in disarray. I'm so disorganized. I have no relationship. I've got no money. I'm so disorganized. I'm in chaos. But the thing that I did learn and came to recognize, and I'm so glad I did, was that a life coach isn't an expert. A life coach takes clients through a process to help the client recognize what it is that they want and helps them create a plan to achieve it. Mm. So when I sort of understood that, I was still sick to the stomach at the thought of speaking to people about it and, and you know getting on the phone and coaching clients, but I decided I could do it. So went through the coach training. Um, at the end of it, I started working one-on-one with clients. And my initial thought when I discovered coaching was I am going to be an executive coach. Because executive coaches work in companies and companies look for coaches and they pay you to come in and and coach all their clients. So you don't need to even find clients because the company gives you them. So it's like, yes, that suits me. Oh, my gosh, that was such a big mistake. As soon as I started coaching executives, I hated it. Mm. There was no part of me that resonated with them. And I think it was vice versa. They didn't resonate with me. But what I recognised was when I coached um, women, it was mainly women, and that were sort of had goals, had dreams, and they were entrepreneurs and they wanted to create more success or more prosperity in their life, that's when I came alive. That's when I really, I don't know, I just felt like information was being downloaded. Mm. I felt like I felt like I really connected with them. And the other side of that was, I was using law of attraction processes in the coaching sessions and they were really getting great success. And so I thought, this is what I want to do. Mm. And very early on, I decided one-on-one coaching wasn't for me because I am still disorganized. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I found that having to put an hour aside on this time and then two hours later, another person, and then the next day and, and trying to keep track of the calendar didn't work. So I loved group coaching. So I very quickly transitioned into group coaching and it was all based on people's goals, dreams and desires around manifesting a better life and creating more abundance and prosperity. And I loved that. And so very quickly um, after doing that, I ended up um, writing a book and like all these things happened. But during that process, during that process, what happened was I had a sort of a, a crisis. It was like, the whole, who am I? I am a fraud. My life is not together. How can I be coaching others came up? And I kind mm-hmm. of stepped back from coaching. I kind of thought, I can't do this. And so what happened during that time was my um, accountant approached me and said, you know, Sandy, I know you've had some success before in a direct sales business. 
I have just partnered with Dr. Dolf DeRuz, who is Robert Kiyosaki's real estate mentor. They've got a home study course that they, you know, want to get out into the world. And they want me to start here in Australia. And, you know, I really want to do it, but I don't want to talk to people. But I know that you're good at talking to people. So I've got clients. You can talk. How about we join up? And every part of my logical mind was saying, no, you don't want to get into direct sales again. That sounds terrible. Don't do it. But then there was part of me that thought, oh, okay. So I did. Long story short, it ended up we started down that path. We started marketing that product. I started making really good money. But then there again, some sort of dispute between Dr. Dolph and, and oh whoever, and it was back to nothing. But the good thing was it was around that time, just before that all fell apart, I woke up one morning with the name Wildly Wealthy Women in my head. I went online and registered it, had no idea what I was going to do with it. About three months later, we were at an event for this you know, real estate thing, and I said to my business partner at the time, I've got this great idea. So you understand all about the real estate investing and I can ask you questions, but if you weren't here for me to ask questions of, I'd, I'd get stuck. Like I wouldn't do anything. Yeah, I can listen to the home study course, but it's having you there. Mm. I'd like to start a program called Wildly Wealthy Women. And three times a year we'll have live events and we'll have mentoring every week over the phone and you can share all your practical, because she was not only a real estate investor, she was a an accountant, financial planner, an asset protection expert. So she did all of that. And I said, I'll just teach them mindset stuff. So we launched that and literally within a couple of months, we had close to, I think it was 750 women joined. So close to about $2 million made just from coming up with that idea. And after that was when I wrote my book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast. And then I went on to, you know, I used the internet, I just, fell in love with the whole internet marketing thing and used that to build my business and then ended up going on to um, launch my own life coach training academy. I now internationally certify women around the world to become law of attraction coaches. So it all started from that very first introduction to the law of attraction and everything just kind of unfolded from there. Amazing. And so when did you start that business? Uh, Which business? So the Wildly Wealthy Women. Oh, Wildly Wealthy Women. That was back in 2003. Okay. So not long after you Mm -hmm. kind of started with this. Okay. And then once you sort of had those 700 women in there, you'd launched your book. Was that something that you then just expanded globally and that you just had people coming into? What was kind of the next step for you? Yeah. So what we did was Wildly Wealthy Women was a 10-month mentoring program and so we would take people through would have these live events mentor them over their phone every and I was really just doing mindset to start with so that was 2003 again in 2004 2005 2006 it was about 2007 that I started bringing in some of the information that I felt would help Mm. people so bringing in some internet marketing um, bringing in some information about becoming an infopreneur and creating your products and programs and bringing in some information about becoming an author because I'd be being a best-selling author by then. So bringing in those aspects of it. And then we had the GFC and suddenly real estate went, yeah. and then and then I kind of felt like I didn't want to be involved in anything to do with real estate because it felt a bit icky. Mm. But at the same time, a business partner came to me and she said that she had something going on in her family and so she wanted to step away. So we just parted ways. And my plan was, so much for my plans, but my plan was to relaunch Wildly Wealthy Women again but leave off everything to do with real estate and just have it to do with, Mm. you know, women entrepreneurs. I never really got around to doing that again. Um, My plan is I will at some point. But... So really what I did from that point was really focus on the Inspired Spirit Coaching Academy, which is where I train women to be law of attraction coaches. So I put all my energy and my focus into that. I think I've trained about 1,500 women um, and a few um, enlightened men from around the world um, Mm. to this point. But then the other thing that I have that I've really dived back into, which I, I created back in, I think, 2006, launched it once and then closed it down. Goodness knows why. But that's just me, like shiny um, object syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> but I've revamped my Millionaire Mindset Experience program, um, which is all about 
nothing but the mindset. Like it's really diving into the mindset, breaking through your blocks, um, getting clear on what you want to manifest, aligning your body, mind and spirit. And I am completely blown away and I teach this stuff, I'm completely blown away with all the successes that the students are having and how quickly they're manifesting, the miracles that are happening around money, people having $97,000 loans wiped off from the bank just saying you don't have to pay it back, like all this amazing stuff. So that's my absolute passion at the moment because I know that no matter where you are in life, no matter what level you are money-wise, when you want to go to the next level, say if you're 50,000, you want to go to 100,000, there's a bit of a ceiling that you have to, there's a bit of resistance there and you have to kind of break through it. I don't mean break through with a sledgehammer. I just mean kind of release it, like kind of just let it go. And then when you're at 100,000, you might want to go to 200,000 or 500,000 or you're at 500 and you want to go to a million. There's always that next level that you do have a little bit of resistance around because it's new. You've never done it before. So, yeah, I'm, I'm loving that Amazing. at the moment. Yeah. That's say, new level, new devil. So good. So the other thing I wanted to, I love your story, Sandy. Um, and I, the other thing I really wanted to talk about today was when you want to create a manifestation practice in your life, what number one is the mindset that has to change? And number two, what practices do we need to implement in, or listen to me, I'm so strategic. What are we implementing, (laughs) Sandy? Uh, What are the steps? Um, But yeah, I'd love to talk about the practicality of it as well. Like, what is it that we have to start thinking about and doing and what needs to shift for us in order to embrace a manifestation practice? Yeah, and you know what? That is a brilliant question because I think what happened was the secret came out and everyone kind of discovered the law of attraction, but really it felt like all you had to do was sit around and think about what you want and it would drop into your lap. And unfortunately that is not how it works. So the thing that I teach my students, it's all about aligning body, mind and spirit. So it's never just about the one thing. So when I say aligning body, mind and spirit, it's about the mind. You've got to be thinking the right thoughts. You've got to be focusing on what it is that you want, no matter what's going on in your life. And I know how challenging that can be because, you know, I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare and I had to focus on being a millionaire. So I know how hard that is. But so it's all about thinking about what it is you truly desire. So you've got to get clear on what it is that you want and really getting your focus on that. Then, so that's that's your mind. So then the spirit is all about how you feel. Because when you do nothing but but think about what you want and there's no feeling behind it, then I like to say that your order has no energy. It's not going to get out to the ears of the universe and the universe isn't going to be able to bring it back to you because there's no magnetic energy in there. So you need a feeling behind what it is you desire. So get really clear on what you want. And then get really excited and passionate and and grateful and imagine it's already in your life and bring up all the emotions that you would feel as if it's already happened. And then the part that most people are missing is the body. So when you align body, mind and spirit, thinking the right thoughts, feeling as if it's already happened and then taking action. And I think for most people that's the part that falls apart they love the feeling and the thinking and the affirmations and the visualizations and the vision boards and all the fun stuff but they don't take action and just like in the book that Wallace Wattles wrote back in 1910 very old type language but in there there's one sentence that I just love and that's the book that actually one of the books that inspired the movie The Secret so In that book, he says, by thought, the thing you desire is brought to you, but by action, you receive it. So what happens is... I just got tingles in. I know. It's so cool, (laughs) isn't it? So by thought, the thing you desire, that, that, that thought, that desire, that dream goes out into the universe. The universe hears it, and it's in the metaphysical. So by thought, the thing you desire is brought to you, but it's still in the metaphysical. It's not in your physical world. It's not here. But by action you receive it and it's the action that shows not only yourself that you're serious and that you're doing something so your logical mind goes oh yeah we're on track if you sat around eating potato chips on the couch and you want to be a millionaire your logical mind would be going it ain't going to happen and so it's not going to happen because that's what you're thinking but when you take action then you believe it's going to happen but then also the universe sees that you're serious and the universe loves action so you've got to align body, mind and spirit. So so that's kind of 
the overarching of what you can do. But then within that, it's like, well, what do we actually do? Mm. And that's the part that I love. So I guess for me, being a Gemini, having a bit of ADHD, it's like I needed to come up with a whole lot of different processes and exercises and ways to keep on track, to keep focused on what I wanted. Because if if someone said, well, this is the affirmation you have to say, you have to say this until you're a millionaire, I would get bored with it. And the second you're bored with it, you're not generating the energy you need to attract it back into your world. So I created just so many different processes and exercises, and that's basically how I wrote How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast. I just put everything that I had done myself into that book. So when people say, well, what was the thing that you did that changed everything? It's like, well, there wasn't just one thing, but what I did do that a lot of people don't do is I was very persistent. I was consistent. I did something every single day, whether it was doing a visualisation, which is the one thing I have to admit I totally love and I still do visualisations every day anyway. And the other thing I totally love is affirmations. So on my phone... I have um, voice memos and I don't even think I've got iTunes. I don't even understand how that all works. <laughs> I've got voice memos and I just, I've probably got about maybe 80 voice memos and they're that affirmations. That you've recorded. That I've recorded. Yeah. So, they're, so they're a series of affirmations or a declaration or a sort So of give a, me an example of one. Okay, so one might just be, um, I will walk through one or two minutes about how much I love my day. Oh, my day is so perfect. I love the fact that I can get up in the morning and go for a walk on the beach and come home and I've got so many orders that have come into my shopping cart and I love the fact that I'm connecting with people from all around the world. And I just paint the picture of my mm -hmm. ideal life. And, you know, it might only go, the longest one I think I've got in there is six minutes. Okay. And the shortest is probably about 30 seconds. But I've got, you know, sometimes it's a, a sort of visualisation type, you know, this is my ideal type thing. could be a series of affirmations. It could be a declaration about something. Like it's basically just a whole lot of different stuff so that every day as soon as I get up in the morning, I do my meditation, I get the dog, get in the car, we're heading to the beach. On the way to the beach, I'm listening to something. I might get through one or two. The beach is only six minutes away, so depending on how long they are. And then when I get to the beach, I'm listening the whole time. I'm listening to something that's keeping me on track. Although I have to say Clubhouse is getting me off track. <laughs> we were just talking about that, I know. <laughs> so I'm going to disconnect from Clubhouse yes. when I'm doing my morning because that's yep. when I plant the seeds for how amazing my life is. And it doesn't matter how much action you take, if you don't plant the seeds in your mindset first, if you don't plant the seeds in your mind and feel the feelings in your body, then the, then the actions that you take are going to bring you weeds. They're not going to bring you the beautiful balloons you want. So you've got to get your mind fed with all the things that you truly desire. So so I find my Amazing. phone is my friend. I love yeah. my phone. Yeah, I love that. Really I'm going to do that. I'm so going to do that. Uh, and what kind of declaration would you have? So I've got things about how I allow the universe to fill me with abundance and prosperity and I allow the riches of it. You know, it's all about the whole very, you know, universal, spiritual, open myself up. It's like all very woo-woo-woo. But um, I love the woo-woo. I'm, I'm a woo-woo yeah. girl. So, yeah, yeah it's all, it's all okay. around that. I have to tell you something. I was talking with, I had breakfast with a girlfriend, Kat Johns, yesterday uh, and we were joking around. We were talking about manifestation because I said to her that I was having you on the podcast and all the rest of it, and she's somebody that does it. And I said to her, the thing that I struggle with, and for those who are just listening, you may not see this, but if you watch the video, I might share it on my Instagram. Um, I'm just like, sometimes I kind of feel like I'm sitting there and I'm like, willing myself to like feel the emotion. Um, you know, scrunching my eyes up. I'm kind of clenching my fist because I'm like, okay, I'm thinking this, but now I've got to like get into the feeling of it. And I feel like I struggle yeah. to actually experience yeah. the feeling of what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I'm kind and of like trying to force it. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Okay. So <laughs> this is the secret. So for me, think about it. I was a hundred thousand dollars in debt and on welfare. Yeah. And I'm supposed to feel and imagine what it's like to be yes. a millionaire. Okay. 
there is a big disconnect there. So instead, I like to teach my students that it's not about jumping from where you are to where you want to be and that's it. It's about the feeling of abundance. So I say think back to a time when you felt really abundant. Now, for me, our family used to go to the beach every summer and every winter we used to just go to the beach all the time. So I remember going down the beach and digging in the sand when I was really young and digging in the sand and finding a coin. Like, seriously, how rich do you feel when you're a little kid and you find a coin? You feel like, I guess, like a millionaire. So it's like finding a time in your life when you felt truly abundant. It doesn't mean you have to have been a millionaire or you have to have been wealthy, but find a time when you mm. felt really that way. And then what you do is you think about that time, you bring up the emotions at that time. Usually it'll be emotions that are very positive, like you feel um, empowered or proud or usually grateful. You feel joy, you feel happiness. So fill your body with those feelings. And then when you've got those feelings alive in your body, then think about that thing you want to manifest. They kind of wrap your thing that you want to bring into your life, your, your dream, your just goal, your desire. Wrap that in all those beautiful feelings because then you've got all that magnetic energy from those emotions wrapped around what it is you want to manifest. Does that make mm. sense? Yes. Two things came up for me then was one, at Christmas time, my grandma used to hide $1 coins in the pudding when we were little and it was literally all the cousins. We would like gorge ourselves because we were just like, we just want to find like, the, it was probably only five cents or something. Yeah. But it was, yeah. So that little, when you said finding the coin in the sand, I'm like, oh my gosh, I used to remember Christmas pudding and we used to just think we were so rich yeah. when we had that. And the second thing that came to mind, I'm a bit of a Harry Potter fan, was when they do the Patronus, I think it's the Patronus, uh, where they have to have their happiest feeling. And when they really feel that happy feeling, then they can like ma like manifest their there protection spell. <laughs> and I was, and I remember like in that, it's like, no, you've got to really feel it. Like you've got to take yourself back into it so that you're actually there. And then when you do that, then you're able to like cast this protection spell on yourself kind of thing. <laughs> so those are two things that came up for me. Um, so I love going back to abundant, feelings that we've experienced and so and, yeah and let me just touch on that a moment because when I say abundant feelings it doesn't even have to be money related yeah maybe you were doing something you know maybe you were with your family at some point and you saw this sunset and you just felt overcome with gratitude and feeling amazing and just felt so alive like it really is about the positive emotions mm. and having those positive emotions and it could be taking a moment to think about someone you truly love like it could be, it could even be a pet that you just truly love, bringing those emotions into your body and then wrapping that around what it is you want to manifest. It's really just bringing those really positive emotions in. I love that. That's so good because I was like trying to will the feeling of being <laughs> there already. <laughs> yeah. I said to Kat, I feel like I'm going to burst something because I'm just like, <laughs> Just, I'm just gonna feel it. Um, so I love that. I think that that's that's definitely helped me, Sandy, for sure. And so obviously we're now thinking it, and that visualization. I love that you talk about that. So you do that every day. Mm, yeah. And so you're visualizing now what you want to manifest in your life. Like, is it always the same thing? Is it different things? Like, what is that for you? It's it. I usually have a very big goal and then I have lots of little ones. And when I say visualise, I don't necessarily stop, put the time aside, close my eyes and visualise, although I do do that often. But on a daily basis, when I say visualisation, it can be just that early morning because I get up about 4 o'clock. So by the time I finish my meditation and I hit the beach, it's still dark and there's no one around, which, wow. again, my introverted self loves. So I'm walking the, the dog down the beach. I've just got the sound of the waves on me, you know, lapping the shore. And I'm imagining. So I'm just imagining my ideal life. I'm imagining the, the goals that I have coming up. I imagine the success that I'm creating. I'm just imagining it all. So because I think for some people when you talk about visualisation, it's about seeing a movie. Mm. But for some people like me, when I close my eyes, even when I'm doing a visualisation, I don't see anything. It's completely blank. <laughs> so 
It's like some people are great at bringing up that visual, even though I'm an extremely visual person, like I need to see to understand things, I cannot get the movie in my mind. So so for me, I don't need to actually close my eyes to do a visualisation because I see, I don't see anything anyway. So it's the feeling. Again, it all comes back to the feeling. So when I visualise, in my mind, I see a picture of what it is. And again, it's not an actual picture. It's mm. more of a feeling and a mm. thought about what it is that I truly want. And so I can do that whether I'm walking, whether I'm driving the car, whether I'm sitting at home, cross-legged on my head. It's like, it's all the same. <laughs> so good. So good. All right. So those are the thoughts. We're imagining it. We're seeing it. However you visualize is up to you. Everybody's going to be different. And then we're really coming into those happy and abundant thoughts and memories of when we've felt like that before potentially and how we can feel into that more. And then the action part. So what action are you taking that helps you to now take that through to the body? Okay. So I always say you want to take, because everyone's usually quite good at taking action and they do, they do, 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 and they just never get any results. So for me, it's all about combining action with the mindset. I say when you combine the practical with the metaphysical, that's when the magic happens. But when I talk about action, I always say inspired action. So it's about when you're getting your mindset in the right place. When you're focusing on what you want, when you're feeling the feelings, you're feeling abundant, you're feeling joy, you're feeling gratitude, you're feeling all those feelings, then what happens is ideas will come to you and it's a matter of taking action on them. So, for instance, let me give you an example. When The Secret came out, we couldn't buy it here in Australia. I don't know if you remember that. Couldn't get it. They had some sort of agreement until it aired on TV. They couldn't sell it to Australia. But I just had this feeling that it had something to do with what I was teaching. Never said the law of attraction in that little three-minute trailer. Never mentioned the words law of attraction. But I just knew it had something to do with what I did. And I just was like, oh, <laughs> I, want, I want to reach out to them. So I got an idea to email them and say, I want to send you a gift because I think what you're doing is going to transform the planet. Anyway, I get an email back from Rhonda Byrne and she said, we get thousands of emails. None of them ever come to me. Somehow yours came to me. Yes, I would love to have a gift. So I sent her my book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast, sent her my Millionaire Mindset Program, and she emails back, did you watch The Secret and then write this material? And I said, no, it's been out for years. And she was like, oh, my gosh, it's so aligned with what we do. It's like, it's like you know, you, you're reading our mind and you've watched. And I said, well, I haven't even seen it. So she sent me over a copy. We had a secret party at my house. We were the first people in had Australia. a secret party to watch The yeah, Secret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had this party and it was so exciting. And when I saw it, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is exactly what I teach. I love it. So as it turned out, Rhonda contacted me because she, they, they, they had someone in the secret that they needed to take out because of, I don't know, the way the movie was being sold. And so they asked me. So they filmed me for an entire day. They were going to slot me in, but you've probably noticed my energy is a bit high. And the person they took out, their energy was very slow and flowing, and it didn't sit because they put the movie together vibrationally and energetically as well. So they just expanded the women's roles in the movie. But I said to her, look, we have to get this movie into Australia. Why can't you sell it? No, we have an agreement. We can't do that. We can only sell to other, you know, there's other countries we can sell to. I said, well, can someone else in America sell to Australia? She said, sure. And I said, well, can an American company sell to Australia? She said, sure. And I said, well, I've got an American company. How strange. And so I imported the secret. And in a matter of about seven months, I made close to $3 million. And, and just let me say, I have no idea about importing and exporting. I have no idea about shipping and freight. I have no idea about distribution. I have no idea about anything. But this is it. I had the initial inspired idea, send an email to the secret. And then after that, just things kind of snowballed. And so was it the book or the CD or the DVD or what was it at the time, the book? That, that they had the secret, put out. Yeah, that you imported. The, 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 the DVD. The movie, okay. That was the movie, yeah. So, yeah, so it just, it really just took off. And, and the great thing was I was selling thousands of these a week and every single person who bought it from me was my ideal customer because my thing was 
the law of attraction. That's what I was teaching. Mm. But I have to say, I have to, I have to say this because I'm actually going to do, I'm launching my own podcast soon, Wildly Laughing Women, and I'm one of the episodes I'm going to do is my. I'm going to figure out how many millions it was. It was either a six million or ten million dollar mistake, but it was a lot of. It was a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Six or 10 million, but big. Yeah, that would be big. Yeah. I didn't, like this was before funnels and upsells and downsells and side sells. And all I did was sell them the secret. That was it. Just the secret. Thousands upon thousands every single week for months on end. And I never sold them anything else. Never offered them anything else. And the secret was Have you got all of their email addresses at least? Yeah, well, (laughs) until I moved from one shopping cart to another and lost them. But, yeah, it was like, yeah, a big mistake. But the thing was, what I'm trying to get at is it all comes down to I took action. Like I could have had an idea, oh, I should contact the secret people. And and, and, uh, how many hundreds of thousands if not millions had a thought like that but never did anything Mm. I did and then not only did I reach out but I offered them a gift and she said yes and the really cool thing was see it was the way the universe worked so when I sent the gift and she said wow that's great did you watch the secret no I didn't and then I said look I'm coming to America in um you know a few weeks I'm going to be at this particular place. And she said, well, you know, I'm living in America and I'm actually going to be at that same place. And so we actually met up. And, you know, it's just so cool the way the universe kind of just orchestrated things really beautifully to make that happen. So, you know, it was a real win-win because obviously for me it generated a lot of money just from one simple idea. But then for them it allowed everyone in Australia to get their hands on the secret and, you know, really change their lives too. (gasps) Sandy, I'm so excited. I feel (laughs) like you've like, I, like I was, I was trying to do it a different way and I was, and it felt forced and it felt like not, working not not working just like I was just like ah well going through the motions but not really understanding like how to bring that kind of to fruition as well so I love it that's so good I'm so excited awesome um and so I just want to touch on just to finish off because I'd really love to leave my listeners who are incredible women in business and who are just I know that they're going to love this. When we talk about those affirmations, because I would love to start doing that. I'm going to do one today. I'm going to commit to the action of doing (laughs) one today where I'm going to record an audio. I just kind of want to go back to that for just a second, maybe to wrap things up as well, is it's us just recording the life that we want to have, the things that we want to manifest, the experiences that we want to draw to us. Yeah, exactly. And so I'd just love you to give me a little bit more on that as well. So tell me about some of the other ones that you've got that you'd love to listen to. So so let me give you give you something that you may your listeners may actually want and you let me know if this is okay. So I've actually created a money manifesting bundle that has a series of affirmations. Um, all recorded and in PDF. It has guided visualization. It has a see your business success visualization. And that's available for free to your listeners if they want. They can go to wildlywealthyfree.com. Uh, yeah. Download the, uh, all of that. So that'll start to move you. And what that is, it's a great example of, of, you know, you can just listen to that. You don't have to create your own. Some people can't stand listening to their voice. And I remember decades ago when I first heard my voice, it was like, is that me? I'm never speaking again. <laughs> so if you don't want to listen to your own voice, you can just listen to me and their um, abundance affirmations and it's visualizations to really move you into that place energetically and vibrationally to be able to attract abundance. And, and that'll give you a really good idea of what you need to have in your own if you want to create your own. Amazing. I love that. Yes, we will have that in the show notes. That's exciting. I didn't know that we were going to do that. So I'm super excited to share that. I can't wait to listen to it myself. Sandy, thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing the way that I love the way that you talk about manifestation. And I'm so excited to not try and force the feeling anymore, but just tap into the feelings of abundance that I know I've already had 
before as well. So I'm super excited. Where else can people find you? We'll have all of your links in the show notes as well. But for those who are walking the dog and in the car, (laughs) which is always the way I love people like, I've been listening to you for three hours in the car on a really long trip. Uh, Where else can they find you online? Where do you like to hang out? Uh, The easiest place is my website, wildlywealthy.com or Facebook, Sandy L. Forster and I'm actually really quite bad on social media. I've got to amp myself up. I've just, you know, and now I've thrown Clubhouse into the mix. It's like it's just all too much sometimes. Yeah, all good, all good. We will have all your links uh, in the show notes. I'm sure that my listeners will absolutely devour that freebie as well, which is super exciting. I definitely will be as well. But thank you so much, Sandy. I'm so glad that you said yes to coming on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. And before I go, I just want to say one last thing because sometimes people think, She's different. The reason that she's been able to do it is because she's, who knows what they think. I just want to say that I dropped out of high school in grade 11. I didn't even finish high school. I had no connections. I knew nobody with money. I didn't have any specific skills. Like I was the last person on the planet that you would think would go out and create success. So I believe that if I've been able to do it simply by rewiring my mind, using the law of attraction to manifest things to me, then every single person listening can do the same. If I can do it, you can do it too. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sandy. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Did you love it? Did you love it? Because I loved it. I loved it. And make sure you go and check out the freebie that Sandy gave you. I have already downloaded it and it's awesome. Uh, So make sure you go and check it out. And I am going to be putting all of this into practice and I will let you know. I'll let you know how it goes, but I'm very excited about it all. So Well, that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.